All right. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, good day, and hello to you all. Welcome to the Whole Duty of Men podcast. You are listening to the Cosmos. Thank you so much for joining us, and thank you so much if you have been consistent throughout our episodes. If you're joining for the first time, it's all right, but it would be great for you to just go back and listen to our first few. It's been amazing, and the stuff we say tonight may even make much more sense if you started us with us from the very beginning hello how are you doing i'm doing very well mabel how are you doing i'm good i'm quite tired it's been a long Mm -hmm. week but i i love it this is the this is the exhaustion i like because i know i've been working i really get worried when Mm -hmm. i get to the end of the week and i'm still fresh so i feel exhausted but it's been a productive week and yeah, I'm very, I'm very grateful for that. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad. And how was yours? No, my week was very, very tough. I mean, if I had to make a tough week this mm. year, this one will definitely be one of them. It was okay. just one of those weeks where everything was packed. But did you cope through it well? Easy. You know, God always takes you through. You know, uh, for okay. example, today I was supposed to have a presentation to do. Mm-hmm. Right, earlier today, of course, mm-hmm. um, at the presentation with you, and I was just so stressed, I was just so nervous. And I remember mm-hmm. one of the things I did, I just paid up, and I was like, God, just take mm-hmm. me through this. And as soon after that, there was just a sense of ease, sense of calmness. And I do want to believe the presentation did go well. I haven't Aww. got the, the feedback yet because there was time, strains, etc., etc. But mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do. I do want to think that it did go well. So, but yeah, we'll see. I think God always takes us through, you know. Mm-mm. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. That's great. Mm-hmm. All I right. Just supposed to emphasize uh-huh. loving God who gives us rest. But yeah, let's not talk about rest today. Otherwise, yeah, yeah. I'm sure we're going to talk about, about rest, rest some other time. In another forty minutes <laughs> on guilt. Yes. We don't end up doing that. Mm. I love today's topic. I think it's super relatable and it's a very intense emotion. I think there was a point where, I think it was in our first episode where I was like, we can't be talking about emotions and how is it that we are running straight to the book of Samuel? When are we going to look at the emotions that took place at the Garden of Eden? And today we are starting off right there. I am super excited excited to hear what you have to say what you got from the lesson and this Mm -hmm. should be an interesting episode so without wasting much more time let's pray and then we will get right into it i i will close i will pray for us so let us bow our heads in prayer our dear father we thank you so much lord for this opportunity and that you've allowed us to come together. We thank you for the community that is listening. And Lord, I pray that you may please speak to us, speak through us. May you please give us an understanding. And may we not just be relating to the stuff that is being said, but I just pray that we may actually obtain some lessons to understand what it is that's being said to us in your word. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. We are talking about guilt. Mm-hmm. Guilt, 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 guilt. The good old guilt. And I mean, we could really try, you know, go around trying to find a definition of what guilt is. 
but we really all know what guilt is, right? We've all experienced it. Um, if you are a, a human being, you are fallen, you are sinful, you have somewhat disappointed someone, you have said something you shouldn't have said, you've done something you shouldn't have done. And because you are human, because we have that thing that connects us, because we were created in the image of God with the ability to love and to have compassion, we feel guilt. It's really rare for me to do something wrong to you or to God or even to myself and be okay with it. I mean, we are going to talk about that, mm -hmm. but that's why I just opened it saying that we have all somewhat somehow experienced guilt by virtue of being human, human in the sense that one, we are created in the image of God. So we can love, we can feel, we can sympathize, we can be compassionate but two, in the sense that we are all fallen human beings. So the fact that we are fallen means that in, in one of our lifetimes, no, not in one of our lifetimes, but sometime in our lifetime, we have messed up, right? And mm. because of that part all of us, sinned. yeah, all, all have sinned, sinned and fallen short of, of the glory of God. So because, of, because we have fallen short, and secondly, we are like God, in the sense that we can feel, we can love, we are affected, right, when we don't do right. And I think that's just a great way to talk about and to try understand what guilt is. And I don't think an, a lion feels guilt, you know, after eating another animal. After all, it is what it is doing, you know, or getting through what it is that a lion should be doing. But with me, on the other hand, when I cross some boundaries, when, when I do some stuff, there is that sense of feeling that comes about. And that feeling is what we're talking about today. Do you want to take us through our opening text? Before the Garden so of Eden. Our, yeah. Our memory text comes from Psalms chapter 130. Mm. The book of Psalms chapter 130, verse 3 and verse 4. And it reads as follows. Yeah. If thou all if thou O Lord, if thou Lord shouldest mark iniquities, O Lord, who shall stand? Mm. But there is forgiveness with thee, that sure. thou mayst be feared. If you, O Lord, would keep a record of sins, who will be able oh. to stand? Like yeah. that right. is the question. If the Lord mm. would, would keep a record of your sins. Would you be able to stand? Sin literally does not make me stand. Now imagine a whole record of them. A whole record of our sins, right? And mm. I think this verse, literally, we could not even have to go through the whole lesson. I think this verse tells us the cause of guilt, which is doing wrong against each uh -huh. other, against God, against ourselves. The last part also tells us the remedy for guilt. But... We will get through the lesson because we like to talk and we like listening. Yeah. But really, do. the verse really just is really the core of what we're talking about today. If you, O oh Lord, could keep a record of sins. O oh Lord, who could stand? And funny enough, interestingly, I've been reading the book of Psalms 
uh, with my morning devotions. And I'm learning this mm-hmm. thing, you know, about Hebrew poetry with how they tend to be so repetitive. Repeat and thoughts. it's called parallelism. Parallelism. Mm-hmm. You know, I wonder who you, you're learning that from. <laughs> I mean, I'm just doing Bible stuff. I mean, when you are reading something and really trying to understand the context of why it is uh, that a reader would repeat, I mean, it, it, it comes up when you are studying and engaging with your text, yeah, right? Yeah. So it it's a thing that I see with David and I'm seeing it right here. Like with the psalm I was reading this morning, he's like, hear me, O Lord, attend to my cry, pay attention to me. It's like he's saying that over two verses. He's basically saying one thing. It's the same thing we see here. He, there's this repetition of, oh Lord, oh Lord, right? But with you and mm. therefore you are forgiven. So it's just an interesting thing I, I came across. But yeah, really, Psalm 130 verse 3 and 4 um, really is, 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 a great, is a great summary of what we are going to talk about today. But it may not make sense to you now, but I think as we go through the lesson, you will understand why Psalm 130 verse 3 and 4 is the core. To, to us understanding and unpacking what the Bible has to say about guilt, right? And this podcast mm-hmm. is on the Bible and human emotions. All right. So let's turn to Genesis chapter 3. Genesis and... chapter 3, the very beginning. Love it. Mm. Excited? Right. Mm-hmm. So what, what happens in Genesis chapter 3, right? I know probably all of us know this story. Mm. Adam and Eve disobey God. They eat the fruit, and it it marks the entering of sin. Mm. There's an interesting scenery that happens with Genesis chapter 3, where Adam and Eve want to hide from God. And God okay. comes and he's calling them, Adam, where are you? Eve, where are you? He's calling, he's calling out for them. And mm. verse 10, Adam responds and says, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and hid myself. Mm. Today we won't talk about the naked part, unfortunately. Verse <laughs> 11, and they say, Who told thee that thou wast naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? Verse 12. And the man said, The woman whom thou givest to be with me, she gave me of the tree and I did eat. Verse 13. And the Lord God said unto woman, What is this that thou hast done? And mm. the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. Mabel. What do you notice right off the bat? I mean, right off the bat, I think the fact that guilt was the first negative emotion that was Mm. ever experienced by the human race. Genesis 1 and and 2, things are pretty. And the first thing that Adam and Eve do, there's that sense of shame. And shame is a big part Mm. of guilt. So I think this was the first adverse emotion that was felt and, by this pair yeah yeah and you know i think we talked about adam and eve before i don't think it's the first time we're talking about them before no no and we, we spoke to, about them one, with anxiety yeah 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 but um there's just the scenery mm-hmm. I, I want everyone to put themselves in the situation of adam and eve sure right oh. although how very hard it is the f- the very first experience you have it's perfection, mm. godliness, it's joy, it's happiness, it's, it's perfect peace. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you disobey God for the very first time, right? Mm-hmm. For the very first time, you disobey God. Right. 
imagine what happens to you there the feeling of guilt you have sure. probably i want to think that adam didn't probably understand all the feelings he was probably experiencing mm-hmm. right he's like probably like he felt this feeling that he couldn't understand but he knew that they were probably bad you know Mm-mm. and imagine feeling that now you have to come into the presence of this of shame you have this feeling of guilt that's burning in your heart yeah and this is the first time they don't the first like time. the word guilt probably doesn't understand does probably does not even exist you know at that time because there's that thing that we we learned it when we we're doing the philosophy of language about how terms and phrases and words come about when we actually experience something right right now mm-hmm. there are probably words that will come in the future where we don't know because we have not experienced those things but when an idea mm-hmm. or when an experience of something comes up that's when we like we need a word for that so it's not like guilt was ever even in their dictionary so i feel like it was even that heavy and i think we even spoke mm-hmm. about it in our first episode in the hour about anxiety that this is the first time you feel anything else other than love and being god mm. it's and this is a holy god this is a god that loves you so much that you love it's like things have been blessed for however long that they had been going on for and then it's like all of a sudden and, i feel like i can't stand before him you know it's and, and it's, i'm going to heavy mm. and i'm going to bring adam and if closer to home Okay. Right. Feeling of guilt. Mhm. Sorry about that. When I sin, when I sin, and and even when Adam and Eve sinned in this case, so mm. a feeling of guilt. We've established that. Mm-hmm. What happened when when that guilt comes? Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. If yeah. there is one thing. When I feel guilty when I have sinned if there's one right. thing I don't feel like doing is reading my bible sure because it's like I just I really can't that's what guilt does right and we're going to talk yeah. about how guilt can be good and how guilt mm. can be bad can be, but it it really just brings to you that thing of I'm a mess you know it it, it shows you the reality and how can you even go before god yeah it's, and it's what we spoke about in the beginning that it's not like we we should not be experiencing guilt we should we deserve it mm-hmm. we've done wrong so i think we're getting way ahead of ourselves here but it's okay anyways we are going to get into it that whole thing of you have done wrong you should feel bad and you must suffer the consequences but mm-hmm. in all of this there is the goodness and the love of god mm-hmm. that wants to take mm-hmm. this guilt away like it's not like we should feel bad or feel sorry for ourselves when we feel guilty like we've not done anything wrong truth of the matter is we mm-hmm. have messed up and we should be feeling bad like you know sometimes when you're so spiteful about something or someone that has wronged you and you're like yeah i want you to feel it you know there's that thing of i want you to feel it but god when we spoke last week and we've been reiterating how god wants us to behave happy how much he wants to roll those burdens away Ah even the verse that says come unto me all you that are heavy laden and I will give you rest it's not I know we use it in various contexts about being actually physically tired whatever but that verse is actually talking about sin right 
And Christ mm. is literally saying, I want to take off that of you. And that's where Adam and Eve messed up. Mm. They have lost the sense of innocence. They are aware of what they've done and they run away. They hide. Mm. And this is where the enemy takes advantage. Number two, God asked them, where are you? What have you done? What do they do? Are they honest about it? No. They blame each other. Because mm. imagine mm. if they had mm. not run away from God. The spirit of Christ still would have been with them. Again, going ahead of myself, but we do have to touch on it either way. The enemy jumps. Yeah. The enemy jumps. He's like, because guilt is that moment where you are in the middle. It can lead you to a good place with God. Yeah. But it yeah. can yeah. really lead and you to a very dark place. And the and moment... Really good examples in the Bible where guilt has led some to... Eternal life Very and us to eternal places. torment. And we, we, we're going to get there. It's, it's, it's just so exciting. So it's like guilt is, there's nothing wrong with guilt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's literally with to what some extent. about To an extent, yeah, yeah. But that feeling, and it, it's God-given. And we were going to talk about that. But um, yeah, so Adam and Eve, right? They mess up. Number one, they run away from God, which is what we do. We run away from whoever we've wronged, right? Sometimes we've disappointed ourselves. We, we don't want to talk about it. We don't want to hear about it. So running away from bad feelings is a thing that we do. There's just that thing in us where I just can't stand bad things. And when I think about it in a deeper sense, I think it's a good thing. Like you should be worried when you are not bothered about not being able to stand evil, you know? Like, And, and, and I guess, mm, yeah, continue. Yeah, no, no, I was just going to say that, like, when I've done something mm. wrong, it makes sense for me to be unbothered and not yeah. want to hear about it. You should be concerned about my, about me if I'm just so nonchalant and mm. if I just don't care about what has happened. Yeah. I guess, yeah, this is one of the things I wanted to point out about Adam and Eve's guilt. That despite it being probably very any, any, an enormous great emotion to carry, you know, it probably, to some extent, if they reacted to it well, would have been good that they would have seen what sin actually does. You know, what I perhaps worry about today's world, right, is the lack of guilt, even mm. in what we call small things. Sure. You know? Yeah. Adam and Eve, you know, those small things to them would be big. And to, when reacted well, that guilt can be good. And it mm, has to be mm. worrisome to our children, to how to how with each time when the world is going on, these things, some things just become easier and easier and easier to do. Mm. You know, it, it has to be worrisome to us. As we wrap up with Adam and Eve, you know, what are the are the main lessons I think we're trying to point out from this? Sin comes with guilt, and we hope it comes with guilt, right? And you want to keep it coming with guilt, and <laughs> yeah. how do you then react to that, that guilt? Right. Oh, ben, before I get to that, one of the ways to keep that guilt there, right, is is to avoid that that sin as much as possible, and and keep on going back to Christ and going back to the cross and realizing mm. so that your heart is also not hardened towards that, towards towards the light. Mm-mm-mm. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I think we're trying to highlight essentially from this is what we highlighted. I think it was the last lesson or the previous or the former former lesson with Elijah. That even with the with negative emotions, 
turn to God. Mm. Turn to God. Because guilt, there will be that guilt that wants to take you away from God and you get mm-hmm. like, I can't go to God like this. I'm unholy, I'm unclean, I just sinned before him. And that but is the enemy. Like, God, actually, that is the enemy. That's his time to get rid of you and get down with you. He knows how, how God is so powerful. He knows what God can do with guilt. Mm. You know, it can be so powerful, it can transform you to be even a much better person than you could have been if you did not even do that wrong. Like, <laughs> that's how powerful God is in just really turning things over. And I think we can get to our next uh, biblical example um, of guilt. Story, Joseph. I'm quite sad, though, that we do not talk about Jacob, but it's fine. I, I'll mention him at the end. Because I think the story of Jacob comes before Joseph. Maybe can I just mm-hmm. can we dwell on Jacob? No, 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 no. To, no, no, because, no. Let's go to like, Joseph. Let's, I can't. Be, I, mean, I can't wait this long for Joseph. No, if it was to up Joseph. to me, I was gonna leave Joseph out. Like the guilt of the Joseph story for me does not compare for the guilt of Jacob. Because no, I have to disagree. I have to disagree. Listen. No, no, I have, no, 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 no. Listen. Okay, no. This is, this is a conversation for. <laughs> For a side podcast. Let's, 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 let's go to Joseph, people. No, no, let's go to Joseph. <laughs> With Jacob. It was it was not even no, no, his no, fault, let's, but... <gasps> let's go to Joseph. Let us go to Joseph. Jacob Joseph. has... I, 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 I do read the story of Joseph. Well, I don't think you've read have the story read, of have Jacob. Read, have you read... Have you read what the, the brothers did to him? What they were brother, saying to him? Brother, what they did? They even deceived brother, the father. Imagine you do something wrong to me. You take my birthright, and this is a birthright that carries a spiritual significance with it. You have basically deceived your father, and your mother has sent you away, and you will never see these people again. Have you ever thought of the fact that Jacob is only going to see Rebecca in heaven? Yeah, no, but I'm talking about Rebecca. Like, imagine. Yeah, yeah, you didn't see Rebecca. How he's going to look at her? He's going to be like... Bruh, you sent me away like I was going to come back after one night. Do you know how much pain and suffering I went through? Because, But anyways, we will talk about Jacob. I'll bring it up, but it's fine. Let, let's I, go I, to Joseph. I don't think. Let's, let's follow okay. protocol. Yeah, yeah. You like can Joseph, go ahead. Joseph's story is deep. I mean, it's basically this guy and... His own brothers, I'm just going to specify this because this is like a very, very important point. His own blood brothers mm-hmm. sell him as a slave. Ends up in Egypt, he's working there, goes to prison. If there is one guy who, by human no. terms, has reason to be resentful, by human terms, by human standard, is what I mean, right? <laughs> by human standard, has a reason to be resentful. It's Joseph. Okay. It's Joseph. But I love Joseph so much. I, I really fell in love with him when I read what, what you read in Genesis chapter 42. I think it's verse 21. All right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, no, 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 not, not verse. I think it's chapter 45. In fact, 45, 45 verse 45, 3. 3. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It says, and Joseph said unto his brethren, I am Jew. No, no. Uh, where is it? Which one are you looking for? Oh, yeah, verse 5. Genesis 45, verse 5. All right. Right. Now, therefore, be not grieved nor angry with yourselves that ye sold me hither. For God did send me before you to preserve 
life. Wait. <gasps> what? Okay. We're not, we're not talking about Joseph. But, but we won't talk about the brothers. So I won't get into Joseph. But I, I want to emphasize. Okay, it's I want, fine. I want to emphasize the reaction that Joseph has towards. <laughs> because in some cases, sin might be committed against us. Right? People might wrong us. And I mm. think God expects this reaction from us as well, by the way. Even mm-hmm. that, even if we were to do something as equal to this or to even greater. Mm-hmm. Because remember, we are to be like Jesus. So I also want, just wanted to highlight the, the reaction that Joseph had towards his brothers. That it's also an important lesson for us. That as much as we are learning about the guilt we experience when people have done things to us as well, mm-hmm. we ought to react this way. Mm-hmm. But the main focus we want to deal with is Joseph's brothers. So these guys betray him and... <laughs> And they're now coming to Egypt and they want to buy food because there's a famine and Egypt has, has stored up because Joseph is running the things then God told him, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Joseph sees them, but they don't notice Joseph, right? And what happens is that Joseph treats them, I would say, harshly. And as they are going back and they're thinking about everything that has happened to them, I mean, one of their brothers stays back in prison and Joseph is like, bring back your younger, bring back your younger brother with you. Mm-hmm. Of course, Joseph in his mind has his plan to, to find out some things, right? Like, bring back your younger brother so that I can see him, to see that if you're not spies. And he's, he's giving them a hard time. I mean, he put them in prison, I think, for three days. And they're like, all this is probably because of what we did to our little brother, Joseph. I mean, this is probably years and years later because you were so, Joseph was sold as a young boy. And Wait, now he's like 30, like so 30 something. He, he, did they he think that the famine was happening because of them? No, 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 not the famine. Oh, okay. But what happened when they were going to, to, to buy food and everything while they were having that harsh experience? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. But, I mean, wasn't Joseph... Okay, he wasn't being resentful because he was doing it no, no, to no. test their hearts. Because there was a part, yeah, no, a yeah, part he was to test their where he was like, and no, go back. I'm going to keep your younger brother. But was that right for Joseph to do? Would Christ... Have no, no, no. If, if, you actually, if you actually look at what he was doing, right? I think mm-hmm. that, that's another podcast for another day, whether he was right or not. But what he was, what Joseph actually wanted to do, right? Joseph didn't trust that his brothers were going to keep Benjamin, were going to keep Benjamin alive after what they did to him. So he wanted to know was Benjamin still alive? Because when they came the first time, Trauma. Benjamin wasn't with them, because Jacob or Israel. I need to read the story. <laughs> Again. Israel didn't allow them to go with, with, with Benjamin the first time because he was young. Even when they went back and they said mm-hmm. that that guy in Egypt said you must come back with Benjamin, Israel is like, no, he's my youngest son. My other, my other young son died. No, this is not happening. Until, mm-hmm. of course, things get really bad and then you say, like, say, go with him. So Joseph was trying to, number one, to test how their hearts were mm. to, and also to see, like, okay, to test how their hearts have they changed and to really see if his brother was still there or not. Okay. Yeah. All so, right. Because so he, he wanted to see, like, what has now happened to my brother? Because mm. why is he not here? You know? mm-hmm. And But a point to see to the, to the brothers, this still haunted them years later. And when I mean years later, Joseph is like, he's a ruler. He's married. He has two <laughs> kids. That's how much years later it is. Sure, and that, he was sold when he was still a young boy, a teenager, probably. Mm, and mm. this and this still hunts them to such that they think that it's because they pointed back to that. 
sure. and what happens later on. In the and that's what guilt does to you, hey? It makes you yeah. overthink. Like, guilt does not only make you think about this one thing and mistake. It's like, it makes you mm. feel like your whole life <laughs> has just been terrible and mess. It, it just makes you, it basically makes you overthink and 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 make and just make a big deal out of small things and the more that's entertained the more you build on that again the enemy jumps and you just feel even more bad and more bad which pushes you further from god and mm-hmm. you just stay heavily burdened yeah and what happens with as we continue with this story right mm-hmm. is that the father okay there's a reconciliation between joseph and the whole family right and mm. They stay, then they come and stay in Egypt. They move in Egypt with the father and everything. Mm. Uh, years later, again, the father dies. After his, after Jacob or Israel is dead, what happens is that the brothers now think that the brothers now think that Joseph is not going to kill us because mm-hmm. now our father is dead. He has no reason to keep us alive. Look at how this still haunted them. Even after Joseph had forgiven them, it still haunted them. Yeah. thought that they were guilty of, of what they did. Speaking of that, that, I have how... yeah, I have two things to, yeah, to just you... say on that. Um, I think when we talk about the way Joseph responded to them, is actually a good segue way in talking about how the the solution, the biblical solution to guilt, forgiveness and confession mm. is a big thing, right? There is no way guilt can be taken away, and we're gonna. We're going to break this down and talk about it further. But confession to one another, to, to the people you've wronged, to God also when we've wronged him, and forgiveness, or else that does not go away. But with that forgiveness, you must believe it. You know, it's mm, easy for mm. us to just say, if we confess our sins, we are, um, God is we just to forgive us. forgive us. But if you don't believe that, you still feel guilty. Have you ever confessed your sins and you still feel bad? And you go back mm. and you keep going back. Just because there isn't that faith element to believing that we've been forgiven. Because Jacob mm. also, I have to, I have to talk about Jacob. You see now, and, and you, you, you're the one using our time here. No, no, Jacob. no, listen, listen, we, we cannot, we simply, he's the father, okay, not the father of our faith, but the tough time of, we, we have to talk about Jacob. His story matters a lot because it is so relatable. Jacob is running away and he gets to this place at Bethel, right? And he sleeps on a stone. Tough guys, tough times. He's that time burdened with guilt. So, so burdened. And then he has that dream of the ladder, right? Which represents Christ. And we are going to talk about that at the end. Um, that was basically Christ. That. that was basically him. <laughs> sure. <laughs> that was basically God revealing to him that, brah, I am here for you. And basically, I'm presenting Christ, the gospel to you, forgiveness. But still after that experience, it was not enough for Jacob. You know, he still went and that burden of guilt was still there, even when he went to his uncle Laban. And it was only when he was running away from his uncle, having that wrestling time with God, that's when Jacob was actually freed. Ten billions of years later, however long that may have took. So that thing of, it's really important to believe that you've been forgiven. Mm -hmm. And it's Mm -hmm. not just a mere thing. Like, Guilt is a, is a heavy feeling and it guilt. comes, there's that in mental, it's, it's, it's hard to explain, but guilt is not just an oversurface thing. So in the same way, forgiveness must match that depth 
and it must even go deeper. So forgiveness and confession are big things. Um, are, are we now getting into... So, and even going mm-hmm. on to continue to talk about uh, confession, right? Yeah. Psalms chapter 32, verse 1. Mm-hmm. Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sure. sin is covered. And on the scripture, verse 5, verse 5 says, I acknowledge my sin unto thee, and mm. my iniquity have I not heard. I said, I will confess my transgression unto the Lord, mm. thou forgivest the iniquity of my sins. Right? We really have to come to God and for, forgive, even with Jacob's brothers, you see that they ask for forgiveness. Mm. Right? We really have to come to God, ask for forgiveness, and believe in that promise. Right? Mm-hmm. I think we have talked about faith in this process of dealing with emotions, that there's a faith element, like faith is just something you have to apply everywhere, right? That even sure. if it doesn't seem like you've been forgiven, apply faith, apply faith, apply mm-hmm. faith. Conf- humbly confess your sins to God, noticing, realizing your guilt, realizing what you have done, and really confess your sins to God, and then believe in the promise of God, and don't continue to commit that sin. Because you might now get to a point where you don't realize your error anymore, such that even sure. I think what is I think I posted a statement from the book Patrick's and Prophets that was saying, mm-hmm. uh, you know, even it gets to a point even when you're given more light, doesn't even help much because it's like I, th- I think I'll your conscience is seared. I think we're going to talk about like how guilt actually affects us. Like it's not that even God is holding things mm. back. Like guilt just puts you in that mental and emotional state where everything you look at, it's like the world is against you. And something too is beautiful. Mm. Look at, listen, listen to verse three. He says, when I kept silence, my bones waxed old through my roaring all the day long. For day and night, thy hand was heavy upon me. My moisture is turned into the drought of summer. I acknowledged my sin unto thee, and mine iniquity have I not hid, I said. I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and thou forgavest the iniquity of my sin. For this shall everyone that is godly pray unto thee in a time when thou mayest be found. Surely in the floods of great waters they shall not come nigh unto him. Thou art my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so yeah, it's, 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 it's straightforward. I think the psalm really speaks for itself. And the blessed bear right. actually means happy. Happy. You and, know, we were talking uh, about how God wants us to to be happy and for, 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 for us to be at a good place emotionally and to be in a good place emotionally, you need to confess your sins to God. And, and I, want to, I want to say this, right? Mm. It says here, I'm, I'm, I'm reading here from the lesson study, it says, David's testimony reveals the antidote for guilt. In quote sure. verse 5, thus shame, remorse, sadness, and hopelessness caused by guilt can vanish through the Lord's wonderful forgiveness and joy and happiness can come instead. Straightforward. As as we are going to move to to how guilt can affect our consciousness and and you take us through that, right? Um, I think we just, I just want to make that note clear on guilt. Mm -hmm. That Jesus is the answer. 
Jeez. You know, there's a song that says, This is the answer <laughs> yes. for all the world today. Above, Above him, him, there please. is no other. Listen, this is true. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a boring answer, right? But the more I think about things, <laughs> Jesus is the Jesus answer. Jesus is literally the answer. Like, it's not even, like, at this point, it's not even just guilt, a, guilt a is phrase, a decorating phrase. It is the truest guilt. thing. Jesus is essentially a burden that comes as as a burden from our own selfishness, from our own sin. And mm. Jesus offers to remove all that, that sadness, that hopelessness that comes with sin, that shame, that feeling of nakedness. We won't go deeper into that, unfortunately. That's what you're supposed to be saying, we go deeper into, not Jacob. Right? But anyway. I mean, I'm not on Jacob. Anyway. I'm going to come back. I'm going to come back to Jacob at the end. But right. Right. The, okay, the we, fact... we're running out of time. But the I fact think... about Jesus being the answer, I, I forgot what I wanted to say. Yeah. <laughs> but Jesus is the right. answer. Like, it's not even... Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I remembered the gospel, what Christ did for us. If that never happened, none of this would be happening. We would literally be condemned and we would be so burdened with guilt. We would be... Our bones would be waxing old. But what happened at the cross was was not just deliverance from sin, guys. It's deep. Literally, the cross literally answers everything, and it is our greatest hope. Let's, let's, yeah. let's not talk. Yeah. I think let's now <sighs> move into... Jesus. We need to have conscience. that. Let's, <gasps> we, now move think... into, let's now move into conscience, Mabel. Yes, let's, yes. I think let's now move into conscience. We need to, because we are running out of time. All right, but just, just in running, um, I think we should have a podcast series on Jesus being the answer and talk about different things will, and show how Jesus will, is the answer. We will consider a, a three-hour, seven-hour podcast. <laughs> you and, and I, probably someone else invited. Yeah, and yeah. We'll consider it. We won't do it. But yeah, I think let's now move on to conscience. Take a all right, so we are continuing and we're now looking at the sealed conscience, right? Uh, it's something we've been bringing up that one thing about guilt and we, told, we spoke about in the, in the beginning how it's very fundamental to our being. The fact that us being made in the image of God, being able to be aware and to recognize and to be touched. But the other aspect of us, it's like guilt is that not, not a balance of good and bad, but we have guilt because we have that God-likeness in us, but we also have guilt because we are fallen human beings. It's quite an interesting concept, you know, with, with, with how it just all comes about. But yes, the book of Timothy tells us about people in the last days that will have seared consciences. So as much as we've spoken about guilt, the Bible warns us that there will come a time in the last days when evil is abounding more such that people are not going to be bothered by the things that are going on. Right. And Paul, um, in, in, in first Timothy four verse 12, no verse two, I'm just going to read it. It says, I'll read from verse one. Now the spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith. Why will they depart from the faith? Right. This is because they are giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience 
seared with a hot iron right and this mm-hmm. idea of your your conscience being seared like a hot iron it's like you burn the first time you feel it you burn the second time you feel it the third time you feel it fourth time you burn you don't even feel it right mm-hmm. that's because you've been exposing yourself to fire and to things that you should not have been exposing yourself to such that it gets to a point where you are not even touched and it's so sad because think about how deep and how good the gospel mm. is and for you to well, get to a point where you are no longer even affected by that such that you are moved by doing something wrong when i was young and i, I remember this from one of our i think it was a our biology class mm. my teacher was telling us that there are some people who actually have this problem like when nerves don't actually you know the receptors don't actually detect the change mm. in stimulus and all so you could touch a hot stove but not feel that it's burning and as kids we thought that was cool but then our teacher explained <gasps> to us that no it's yeah. actually not it's a because concern. because it's like if there was no one else to tell you that fa- that 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 heat is actually bad for you mm. right like chance chances and the, the, we can even take it out of context and be like okay so you can't feel pain but it's, the pain still has an effect on your body it's the same thing mm-hmm. right like you might not be you might not think you might not be feeling it but but it's still going to have it's still going to burn your flesh mm-hmm. you get it you get the point it's yeah, still yeah. something bad is still, still going to happen so it's not like when you have a seared conscience you are fine you are being hurt mm-hmm. and you are not aware of it so i think mm-hmm. the verse is pre-explanatory how does this being sealed with the hot are uh, being seared with the hot iron mean a constant yeah, exposure to the, a context exposure to the doctrines of of devils right like mm. more you hear these doctrines when the word of god hits it's like what and usually that's the thing i feel like that's why sometimes when a seared conscience becomes so defensive they are defensive genuinely because this constant exposure of the doctrines of devils and giving heat to seducing spirits such that your taste buds cannot even stand or hear you know the voice of god and i listen from that and i think this is pointing us to a verse we did not mention which i think that we should talk about that guilt is supposed to lead us to god we and mm. this is making segue for peter and judas and right I, and, and i think that, before we go to that okay i just want to our viewers our listeners to ask ourselves this question all of you just ask yourself this question mm. right what things that once bothered you now don't if so might that be a seared conscience at work mm. try to step back and take a good look at things you don't do that don't bother your conscience but perhaps should mm. yeah just something for you to to genuinely after listening to this or you're going to post this now i don't know reflect on how um, things have gone in your life yeah because i i want to make an example for that when i was reading through this i did it and things were brought to my attention that are no longer bothering me right um not going to really like obviously share quite the details but it's not that you should be bothered and that's what we're now going to talk about guilt is good for a moment because it should lead you to do something it's not good to feel guilty right it's a sign that yes god is working and the holy spirit is there and it is present but 
if you stay guilty, it also means that you are rejecting the grace and the forgiveness that God has extended to us as well. So you can reflect about things that don't bother you or stress you out anymore because you have found that peace and for that forgiveness in Jesus Christ. So there is that um, aspect of things. The verses, are, the verse I wanted to read, uh, it's talking about repentance and it's just uh, closing up this part and leading us to 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 seeing how re- guilt can lead us uh, even in a much closer place to God, right? Um. So this is from 2 Corinthians chapter 7, and I'm going to read from verse 10 and verse 11. It says, for godly sorrow, right, godly sorrow, worketh repentance to salvation. Not not to be repentant of, but the sorrow of the world worketh death. Um, Yeah, I'm not going to read the next verse. So, Godly sorrow is what leads to repentance. So you need to feel bad and you need to repent and you need to turn away from it. And yeah, basically this is a great way to, to get into Peter and versus Judas, right? Who, who had different experiences with Jesus, but they both felt guilty and mm. they responded to their guilt differently. And that determined their eternal destiny. So that's why this matter of guilt is very important because one check, we all go through it. Now the question is, how will you deal with it? And that has enough to actually determine where you end up. Mm. So you have Peter, one of the closest disciples to Jesus, right? And he denies Jesus a whole three Times like did it not three whole times. <laughs> I feel, yo, I think you know that heat that moment was just yo. Imagine denying Jesus three whole times, three and a half years with him. He trusted you. You are literally going to be ordained as one of his apostles. This is the guy who was casting out demons. You know, sent out by Jesus on a, on the mission of two by two. And denies Jesus three times. And now I just want to, to think about what Peter might have been going through as I read verse 75 of Matthew 26. Mm-hmm. And Peter remembered the word of Jesus, which sure. said unto him, Before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. And he went out and wept bitterly. He wept. All right. Peter wept. And what happened with Judas? With Judas, Three and a half years with Jesus as well, by his side, learning from him, daily with him, and sold him, just like that. But yeah, and and he felt bad, Peter, right? He noticed. He did, oh, he, he did feel bad. Uh-huh, he, he was. But that guilt but, led him to taking his life, right? Mm-hmm. And because because what we read about in Second Corinthians seven. It was not godly sorrow. He felt sorrow, oh, yes. but it was not godly. It was a sorrow mm. because I'm fearful of consequences. So even sometimes a sense of guilt and wanting to do right, that's why we spoke about forgiveness, right? That it has mm-hmm. to do, like genuineness and sincerity has to be in it. Like if you feel bad because you are afraid of the consequences and not because it you is, understand yeah. that they've what you did wrong, that guilt is not going to crack it, genuine. right? It's not genuine and it's not sincere. 
it's, it's weird mm. to say I'm feeling genuine guilt, but it is a thing, right? Judas felt you, you bad, know, but it was not godly sorrow. Mm. You know, I want to refer to when Peter actually first met Jesus, right? You remember that time with the fishes and everything? Mm. What does Peter say to Jesus? Um, what did he Depart say? from me. Is it him yeah, who says yeah. that, right? It's him. Depart from me, I am an I'm evil man. Mm. What is that? It's noticing a very holy person here who's in front of me. And the brightness, the light of Christ just exposes the darkness that's in you and that makes you want to feel guilty. And you humbly come before God and you're just like, mm. I'm a sinner. What does Isaiah say when he sees the glory of God? Mm. I am a man so of unclean lips. I am undone. A woe for me, for I am undone, for I am I'm a man of, un, of unclean lips. I live in the people of unclean lips. Look at it. Like, there is a recognition of your sin mm. that brings you to humble yourself before God. Yeah. And for you to confess it and acknowledge that, you know what? God, you are holy. I am just sinful, worthless, mm. and I don't even know. And right. Yeah, yeah. And and that's mm-hmm. where Judas pretty much messed up. His, his yeah. sorrow did not and, leave him being aware of what he had done and how wrong it was. And you know, I think also it's not an easy thing. For example, for me as a Christian, right? You know, when I think, for example, if if I was to sin, the the consequences would come to mind. Yeah. Right. So now, but I think. You, you generally get to see genuine repentance when you see that there has been a, a change in mm. character as well. Because I think that's the idea of a new creation mm. that happens. So really, we also, I think, when we, the guilt, what guilt is supposed to, to do for us, and we touched this a bit earlier, right, lead us to God, realize the kind of righteous, the righteousness that God has, what he has done for us, Mm-hmm. The glory of God, we realize we is, and by realize, by beholding Christ, realizing our sin, humble ourselves before Him, acknowledge it, trust that He is faithful to forgive our sins, believe mm-hmm. that promise, and genuinely repent, change our characters, and allow Christ to live within us. Mm-hmm. That can bring, that can lead us, I think, to be in a position that Peter was in. You know, mm-hmm. not to to end up in a position where you grieve the Holy Spirit as well. Yeah, and we we see mm. after this, right? Um, mm. after this entire thing, Peter has an a, a, a conversation with with mm. Christ, and then the whole thing about Peter, you going to feed my sheep, sheep. So we actually see that there was some sort of reconciliation, and and, and talking through things between between Christ. And between Peter, and I think that now leads us to just closing off with, what does how does the Bible tell us with how to deal with guilt? And I think the first one that we spoke about was confession, and confession in the sense of talking about things. There's that danger of being guilty and bottling up by yourself. Oh, child, you will you will not be okay. Um, it's important to open up to talk about things and in that way you are also because confessing is not doing anything but actually acknowledging and talking about things right and Mm -hmm. 
we secondly spoke about forgiveness, how the forgiveness of jo- of Joseph was essential for his brothers, right? They had to confess, mm. they had to acknowledge. He also had to extend his hand and and forgive. And and do you see that we have these two things, confession and forgiveness. We have them through Christ, right? I want to mm. take us back to 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 the very beginning. That if it wasn't for Christ, if it wasn't for the cross, um confession was not going to be a thing because who are you confessing your sins to right whose power are you claiming right hence it says there that for there is no condemnation in who for who for them who are in christ jesus condemnation is definitely there and it is for us but again what the gospel has to offer is saying you don't have to go through this you should you must but I got but there's someone who's willing to remove that burden who's willing, and give you, know, you rest and give us rest. And this is how we, we will see how Christ is an important part of guilt. When Adam and Eve sin, they run away and they're like, oh, oh, God is coming. He's coming out to get us. At that point, they must have felt like, yo, he's, he's coming to shout at us. But what does Christ say? Christ presents the gospel. God presents the gospel mm. to them, right? He kills a lamb and he clothes them, right? So that's how God responds to guilt. God does not respond to guilt by making you feel worse. In fact, when you feel even worse, it is not God. Let me tell you this for free. I, for the longest time in my life, I used to think that being so guilty was good. I used to be okay. And I used to want that feeling because it's like, yeah, God is, is beating me up. And if, and it's not God, right? Um, it is mm-hmm. the devil. Because the more you stay in that state, the more you doubt and the more you are led away from Christ, the more you think about how weak you are. We're going to keep bringing this up. That the more you think about yourself, chances are less that you will rise above that fog of doubt, right? Yeah. So I think God what we are has, really seeing mm, from Peter and Isaiah that true guilt is supposed to really empty us of self. It should. It's Bring so you to humility. Man. Okay, guilt, not true guilt, but guilt that will be uh, a good guilt that's, that will help us to, to realizing our sin and bring us to God. It should bring us to us to humble ourselves before him. I think that's a better way to put it, just for safety there. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's just so crazy mm. how Christ is just willing to do everything for us. Um. So, yeah, so just continuing with that train of thought. With, with, with Jacob also, the first time he runs away, heavily burdened with guilt, what does he dream about? That ladder, right, which is Christ, that connection. God is like, hey, brother, there is a connection between heaven and earth. You know, you are not all alone in this. And the way you can do right and be reconciled and receive all that you want is what through Christ, that ladder. And then he has that second experience again in that night where he wrestles. So Jesus is the answer, friends. I'm I'm so sorry. Like I sometimes I'm like, Why are you sorry? Like, because it's just I feel like No, 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 Jesus is the answer. It's like it's like that that platitude or that phrase we play around and we when you it feels like it has no meaning it's like christians are just playing around but jesus is the answer to the guilt yeah so the more we behold the cross i think studying the cross is like what we should be doing and meditating upon and really dwelling on even for the good of our emotional 
help. Yeah, so those are the those are the solutions that I got presented to the chapter: forgiveness, confession, and just basically Christ. Yeah. Mm, I think just follow Christ's example, and you know, like I think if we were to go, th- I think we could have gone just discussed Christ for this whole what hour. Just talking about how what we can learn from Christ Himself, forgiving people, etc., etc., dealing with all this. Mm. But I think this marks the end of today's lesson on guilt. Yeah, I genuinely think I genuinely think these are practical. You can apply these things in your lives, Mm. and we hope it will help you get better and better and better with your relationship with God and how to better deal with the problems and the emotions you deal with daily in your lifestyle as well. Amen. Last last one, exposure, right? The ones that had their consciences seared with your hot iron is because they had that constant exposure to the doctrines of evil. So that constantly... They entertained, Christ, they entertained what, what's wrong. Yeah, yeah. That And also, you are forgiven, but you still feel guilty right so i think that's where faith and trusting and and just not losing that hope that feeling yeah because that feeling may stay but you're already forgiven but that's where now it's like that's what we spoke about in the very beginning and that's why we are doing this whole thing it's because we as humans are logical beings but we feel even to the extent such that our our feelings move us to making radically wrong choices and guilt is guilt is one of those things, right? Such that like you feel even when you are forgiven, but because it's like you don't believe it, you don't feel it. It can make you or make you or or make you feel like you are doing the wrong thing. So that is it. And thank you so much for, for joining us. We hope you thoroughly enjoyed uh, this time with us and let us bow our heads in prayer. Thank you, Lord, for this evening. We thank you so much for your provisions. We thank you so much for Christ and the cross. Lord, I pray that we may really take more time to meditate and to reflect on it and how through the cross we are literally liberated and how the cross, you know, is even just so good for our own emotional well-being. I pray for everyone who listened here. You know the various emotions that they are going through, Lord. I pray that they may be aware of your presence with them. Give them faith and strength, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.